0: welcome to the win the 16 podcast presented by pygon one consulting this is your go-to podcast on optimizing your day the win the 16 podcast features discussions on leadership and coaching personal and professional development as well as discussions on the modern work culture and engaging employees in hybrid and remote work environments your hosts are dave pygon president of pygon one consulting and his brother dr bud pygon anesthesiologist at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome, and thank you all for listening today to Win the 16 Podcast. Thank you to Carrie and the production team for the great introduction, as well as all the the behind-the-scenes work. We appreciate you. Welcome, bud. How you doing? Dave, I don't think I could be better. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, Before we jump into today's topic, there's two things, bud, that we thought we should... uh, Articulate to the listeners today, and one is just a reminder for those listeners last week who come back. We have the Win the Sixteen Challenge, and for those of you that are new to us today, thanks for joining in our podcast. Win the Sixteen Challenge is for thirty-one straight days, starting yesterday, November fifteenth, till December fifteenth. We've all committed, or whoever would like to join us, I should say. Uh, Take a 10 to 30 minute walk on your own at any time during the day. So just to give yourself some time to think. Last week in Win the 16, we really spent a significant amount of time talking about we all need time to think and dig deep with our thoughts. The second thing I wanted to make sure we touched on was, Bud had this question come up a couple times at work. Uh, A couple of my kids mentioned it to me from their friends. So I thought I would dig into this. They asked, what what is uh, Pygon One Consulting? So I thought I'd briefly tell you what it is. We at Pygon One Consulting, we coach, train, facilitate, and lead programs to teams, leaders, employees, and one-on-one. And we do topics such as leadership, trust, connecting to different people, connecting to direct reports, performance, personality assessment identifying strengths and how to most utilize them, engaging remote and hybrid employees, and more. So hopefully it gives everyone a little bit better feel for what Pygon One Consulting is. So today, bud, we are going to discuss personal and professional development. That's our topic. And we both thought this was a really natural second topic for us. Not only are we passionate and believe in it, it really goes hand in hand with Win the 16. What are your thoughts, bud?
2: Dave, let's start by defining development. Yes, sure. It's a process that creates growth, progress, and positive change. It isn't something that people need because they have problems or issues or weaknesses, although we all have those too. Right. Uh, to me, development really is exploring my potential, uh, which excites me. Absolutely, bud. It is interesting. Generally
1: speaking, when most of us, and I know even when I was leading people, when the conversation that came up on development, it was a lot of times organically, it just went down to things that maybe we weren't good at. And that's really not what development is. Development, the key word that what I thought and what you said was progress. And progress could be on something we're really good at already. Last week in Win the 16, when we gave everybody a little feel for what it is and some of the strategies, we spent a significant amount of time talking about deep thought, digging deep, really taking time to think. Hence, you and I came up with the challenge of 10 to 30 minutes a day for 31 straight days to be by ourselves to think. And that leads us into question one today on development. And that question is, we all need to ask ourselves and for the leaders and small business owners out there today listening, where are we currently at in our own development? Where is our organization at today? You know, personally and professionally, individually, what are we doing well right now? What could we be doing even better maybe? And do we take the time to really do that, bud, and take that step back?
2: Yeah, I view development along those lines as well. It's exploring our potential, right? Here's where we're at today, but where can we go tomorrow? Um, I love this quote from, uh, and I use this in all my lectures at the university from the mid 20th century American social philosopher, Eric Hoffer. Now, remember he said this in the 1940s, in times of change, learners inherit the earth while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. Mm. That's how I view development, is I don't wanna be the learned who's standing perfectly equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists, because I would argue all times are times of change. So I wanna be a learner, I wanna be a developer, I wanna be involved in development. Um, So to me, it's a very positive thing. Uh, It actually energizes me, it keeps me moving forward. Uh, it keeps me current, growing, developing.
1: Um, One of the principles, Bud, that we talked about last week is mindset. And I absolutely believe the mind and our mindsets have to be in the right place to really dig deep into development. Self-development personally and professionally. If you're someone out there who's leading a team or people and you have these discussions, both parties just have to be in that right mindset to have these conversations, or otherwise you fall into the same challenge that we all have when we talk about goals. Uh, for lack of a better word, that's when they can become what they can become somewhat superficial or not genuine to us. Because I will tell you, Bud, for myself personally. When I go down an area to development that my mindset is fully on board, I am all in and I'm committed. And guess what happens? Actions occur and results come from it. So we just wanted to kick off step one in development is it's really a time to assess where is your organization at? If your culture is good, for one example, do you want to wait? for it to be not as good to put time into it? Same thing with our own personal development. Do we have to wait for something to go a little bit south to put development into it? The answer is not necessarily. Our development is whatever we want it to be. So why don't we jump into uh, the next question when I think of development. Where do you wanna go? Now that you've taken a step back to s- assess where you're at, and again, if you're a, a leader out there listening, you know where you're, you're, you and your organization, where you're at today, where do you want to go? What do you want to develop? What do you want to get better at? What does that look like?
2: What are your thoughts on that, bud? This is how a lot of this ties together uh, and is I, the thread here, it's the win the 16. Where do you want to go? That's goals. Right? How do you get really meaningful goals? Well, what are your motivators? And then, in, in like we mentioned last week, that's a mindset. It takes time. That's why the Win the 16 Challenge is spend a little time outside walking. So exercise, movement, fresh air, the healing power of outside and spending some time thinking, being mindful um, is so important. Then how do you develop the habits and the discipline necessary to achieve those goals? those are all important. And that's how all of this ties together and why development is a huge part of the Win the 16 program.
1: Absolutely, a hundred percent. I, Whenever I talk with people, Bud, whether someone who in the past was a uh, my boss supervisor and was trying to help me on this journey, as well as now when I'm talking to uh, business owners and other leaders, and we talk about this development piece It's interesting, sometimes it's helpful to have somebody outside the circle. I know we discussed that last week, this circle, but sometimes somebody with another perspective, different than yours, can really get the ball rolling with development. Because sometimes we only see what's in front of us and we don't see what's necessarily around us. And when it comes to the development, I, I know last week I can think about the different stories that you gave with Coach Jeff, your business coach and how he helped you in your development and what you were trying to do and where he ultimately got you. Same thing with where we want to go. Whether it's an accountability partner, whether it's a coach, a supervisor, a spouse, whoever it might be, it's so critical and helpful when you're really deciding, what do you want to develop? That's why one of my pet peeves was when I felt when I was in a development session with somebody. And it was a check-the-box activity. It wasn't that digging deep of two people going back and forth on the conversation of what does it truly want, do you want to develop and why? How will it help you? How will it, getting back to your definition, how will it pro, put you in a position where you progress, whatever that is? I just think that's so critical of where we want to go, bud, that you might need
2: some help. I can tell you referencing back the best year of my life exercise, which Jeff interestingly gave to me after we had been working together for a year and a half. Mm. So it wasn't something that he pulled out of his bag of tricks at the first visit. (laughs) Um, And I don't believe that's an exercise you can do or fully benefit from on your own. Because you almost need an outside person challenging you, pushing you to explain what you mean. Is that what you really mean? Are you sure you mean that? Um, uh, could there be other things that you're not revealing yet because you're not comfortable owning up to or admitting to yourself? Um, here's a different way of looking that. Um, when you know he would say to me, well, when I hear you say that and knowing you, here's what I think of. Um, that's a conversation that you can't have with yourself. Um, So having a coach, a development trainer um, was crucial for the growth I had as a leader, as a CMO. I mentioned this at a lecture I gave the med students last week that I would be a much better CMO today in 2022 than I was in 2014 Mm. because of the development and the personal growth that I've had and the assistance that I've had in those areas of growth and leadership. But I completely
1: agree with you. I can say the same thing now in my role now that I'm, I'm getting to look under the hood with all these different organizations and individuals, and I'm listening to them. And just by listening to that, I'm learning and I'm getting better. I'm in there coming to be the consultant and help them. But what I'm realizing in this journey, Bud, is they're helping me progress. I'm learning from them and all the things they're going through. And I can tell you the same thing. If I was managing these amount of people and teams now, I'd be different than I was in the past because of getting back to the definition of progress of, of development, which you mentioned earlier is progress. I'm progressing. And that's really
2: what you're saying. Right. <clears throat> and that that's that virtuous cycle I see with development. Here you are as a President of Pygon One Consulting coming in and helping people, but they're also helping you develop and progress. And so you're giving them something, they're giving you something, and you both are growing together. And that's very engaging. And that's a very powerful culture. Yes. Um, That's something that brings you back, brings people back. And and that's, I was just reading
1: in this article, talked about building a relationship with your boss. And it just it, it hit me and it just struck up a chord. I wasn't positive on the article when I was going to read, you know, but sometimes you see an article and you're like, oh, I can't read, I can't wait to read that. And you're you're jacked, you're excited. Or another one hits you in another way almost negatively, and you're like, I want to read that. That strikes you negatively. This didn't strike either or, but I was very curious. And ultimately, what I took away from this article was by building a relationship with your super supervisor or boss. You're creating an environment where the both of you are so comfortable that you both can be authentic, genuine, honest, and you can be, make yourself vulnerable to each other. So when you say, I'm not really good at this, you don't have to worry about ramifications or them writing that on your next review. You're just having a conversation with somebody who's there to help and support you and coach you. I
2: thought it was awesome. Well, that's interesting. So you talk on two things that are are important uh, in leadership, vulnerability and courage. Mm. So it takes, there's a lot to be learned and there's a lot of leadership in allowing yourself to be vulnerable and then creating a safe space for your people to explore their own potential by exploring their own vulnerability or allowing themselves to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The same with courage. It's to me, one of the four C's of leadership. Um, and courage probably is the most important because I believe if you don't have courage, um, you can't do the other things necessary to truly lead. Um, but creating a space where people can be vulnerable, comfortable, safe, um, to make mistakes, because that's where most of the learning comes. Learning, more learning comes in where you make mistakes and errors than it does in successes.
1: Yes, we used to always try to articulate, uh, mistakes are good, they're fine, let's just make let's, let's fail fast and then move on to the next one. So I, I always enjoyed that saying, but it, it definitely makes for an environment where it's okay to fail. And if you have that relationship with your supervisor, boss, leader, director, whatever you call them, and it's safe, it takes you to a better place and gets you to where you wanna be with your development in open and honest conversations for many different things. So to take a step back, Bud, we first started out uh, in the conversation in our development was looking at where are we currently at? Now we just jumped into where do we wanna go? And both of them we said, it takes a lot of thought and it might take some help from somebody outside your circle. The third one to ask ourselves now, how do you, how do we get there as an organization, as a department, or as a person looking for self professional and personal development? What do we do? How do we develop? What does that look like? So some ideas that you and I were talking about during the production meeting was, this ties back to win the 16 that we discussed last week. Goals, our habits, a plan, accountability. Who's gonna be that accountability buddy buddy with us? And there are people listening out there, they've heard us talk about coaches and having outside influences. I, I just wanna share with people, it doesn't mean you always have to pay somebody. I know uh, you and I are both into health and fitness, and you're my accountability buddy a lot of times for fitness. I'll give you a text, and you'll, you're going to laugh when I say this, but on Saturdays, I'll give you the monster workout that we had at the CrossFit gym and what we did. And I do that because you're my accountability partner. And it's, it's very powerful, and it's helpful to me. And I think about, hey, I'm going to be texting Bud, and he's going to want to know... What did you guys do? How, to, how fast did you go? What weights did you use? Etc. And that keeps me going because that's an accountability for me. It seems so simple, but boy, bud, it is so helpful for me.
2: I think it's powerful because it also creates a, it's almost, it makes it a group activity. Yes. Even if it's only a group of two uh, and it's something that's relationship, relational, it, something we share, something we can talk about. Uh, something that helps motivate us. We're both competitive by nature, and it's not like me against you, but it helps me push myself when I know, oh, I know Dave's out there working out this morning, um, and if he can do it, I can do it.
1: Right, and it's not as if we even care about our times or our weight or any of that stuff or how fast did we run this or that. It's just a point of reporting back to my accountability buddy. And what's so wonderful, and I'll go back to building that relationship with your boss. When I share, I don't feel a sense of disappointment if I didn't meet that, if I didn't get there. It's the point of sharing with somebody to keep my development in that area alive. That's the point I wanted to communicate. And that is with whoever would be your accountability buddy. Or a friend or a partner, whatever word you want to use for your development. Because life is, gets too hard and complicated, Bud, that if you're trying to develop something or work on something and you don't have somebody to do it with,
2: boy, Bud, that just gets hard. Right. And you can find this in many ways. Like you say, you don't have to hire Pygon One Consulting. But, but you, you can, you Bud, can. but you
1: can. But
2: <clears throat> well, you can do this in many ways. I talk about, um, I can relate the, um, uh, I'm an anesthesiologist, as we said, and about two-thirds of my department are women. Okay. There is a group out there called Moms and Anesthesiologists, and the women in our department constantly refer to this group text uh, chain they have. Maybe it's even a blog. I don't totally, but it's women anesthesiologists from all over the country that come in and kind of share their experience of what it's like to live the life that they live and they share mm-hmm. and how helpful it is for them. It's a communal thing. They, in some ways, are their accountability partners. And accountability, not in that they're forcing to do one thing or the other, but they're helping them through these the challenges of being a woman, an anesthesiologist, and a mother. And, and they can relate to them. They help them. Oh, we've, They go through the same things, experiencing similar things. So I think that's really important to find that. And, you know, but you know what you, you just got my brain thinking again is there's certain words you, we
1: all say in life that have a connotation to them. And I sometimes think when we say accountability, sometimes that can be intimidating to people. Sometimes that can scare people. And I don't know if negative is the word I'm looking for, where I would like to reframe that for everybody. And accountability is a good thing. It's there to help you. It's not there to chastise you or put you down if you're a little bit behind or maybe you miss something. All accountability to me is it should be a friend to say it's okay and good job. Whatever you did or wherever you're going. It's someone to help keep helps keep you pushing forward even if that day you didn't quite get over the hurdle that you wanted. But does that
2: make sense? Yeah, I liken it to like a lot of the parenting psychology. Kids want structure; Mm -hmm. they want discipline, Uh, even if they push back on it. The healthier kids, the kids that are happier, um, want that, and that's in many ways what parents are—they're accountability buddies to parents or to their children. Um, So, yeah, I I don't view this as a negative in any way. I don't view development as a negative either. Oh, I'm going to come in and develop you, you know, in some way because you're (laughs) less less than I need or less than the company wants you to be. Correct. Uh, You know, I view it all on positive terms and I I understand how it may be interpreted negatively or not on positive terms, but the perspective I'm looking at it from is all as a positive.
1: Um, Yes. You know,
2: and I I want to comment too, you mentioned about the mindset. There's no doubt it's a mindset. Uh, If you look at accountability, development, if you attack it as well, what's wrong with me? Why do I need to develop? What are you trying to do? Right? Or, you know, am I going to lose my job? If it comes at that, if that's your mindset, then that is unhealthy. And that's destructive. I can see where people would run away from that. But I view it on more on another perspective as somebody from my position, like my CEO is the one who recommended the business coaches. Hey, I see tremendous potential here. This person can help you explore that potential. This person can help you take who you are and what you want to be and help you get there further, faster. Um, I also view it too, and I think this is where people f- have fall short. They they attend a weekend seminar on some self-help thing or they read a book on some self-help thing. And those one-offs uh, is, this is not what we're talking about. Like we referred back to the, the, the Win the 16. This is a lifestyle. Um, right. This is something that I tried to do build into who I am and how I function and at work in my leadership role there is how are we developing people as a day-to-day part of who we are, our culture. How are we trying to get better every day?
1: And it it does lead, not only is it a mindset, but it does lead back to some of the principles because one of the things that again, I don't exactly know who's listening today, but most people listening today, they have one major problem and that's time time is not always on their side right there's only so many hours in a day we all have so many things that we got to accomplish what gets bumped out development right we get back to selling the widget working the widget how do we make that widget better how do we sell the widget more and we get away from development and we use it if a lot of us are honest we use the word time as our reason why we don't spend time on our own development and we look at it from a very short time frame perspective I'd like to frame it for everybody who's contemplating you know maybe there are some areas in my life personally professionally right now or even some business owner out there or leader who's thinking okay I hear you guys what should I dive into or what type of development should I be looking for We can't answer that exactly for you. All we can give you is this exploratory process to see where you're at and look at where you wanna go. What we can give you today though, in terms of this development piece is, what is the risk if we don't develop? For those of us out there and doing a great job in whatever field you're in, are you getting yourself ready for the next job? Are you getting yourself ready at least from a skill set perspective, for a potential job that's not even created yet. We don't even know about it. Look what happened to all of us when COVID hit. Those people that had experience with Zoom, virtual work, telephone work were well ahead of the folks that everything had to be done face to face. We cannot predict the future, but the one thing I can predict is. The world is going to change. It will be different next year, the year after that. What are we doing for our own skill sets today to get us ready and to prepare us for that or the job? One of the things very common when I was a leader, bud, is people would say, "Dave, I know I want to do something down the line, but I don't know what it is." And it was very fair, and I'd say that's that's very fair, and I wouldn't just leave and let them go with that. I would say. Let's talk about some skill sets that you like, or let's talk about some skill sets that maybe you haven't used or are using or you've never used. Why don't we spend potentially some time developing those once we find out what that is to get you ready for what might be in the future? So I thought that was a piece that I wanted to get out today, Bud, on this whole development piece. Anything else from
2: your perspective before we jump to another question? Yeah, there's a lot there. Uh, And that's why development to me is such an important topic. Uh, Part of it is developing the skill to be a a versatile thinker Mm -hmm. because it's hard to predict what you're going to encounter. Uh, I know my friends in healthcare leadership positions, never imagined they were going to have a pandemic that closed their operations and not only closed their operations, but were a threat to their customers, patients Mm -hmm. and to their employees. Right. Right. So how did they manage that? What kind of thinking uh, and the ones that were best with change management were more versatile thinkers managed it better. Um, I think, If you're actively engaged in development, almost by definition, your change agility is better because you're constantly trying to evolve, i.e. change. Um, So I think the development piece in developing that type of a growth mindset that I'm always evolving, growing, changing, I can always explore a little bit more of who I am, um, helps put you in a position to when these setbacks occur you're much more likely to come out of it on the other end in a better position than some of your colleagues who don't have the same mindset. It's part of the win 16, that uh, unanticipated challenges, right? And how I talked a little bit about building some time into your sort of savings accounts so that when they occur, you have a little bit of savings kept up. Well, some of that is... Preparing for those by having a developmental mindset where you're constantly working on developing uh, it's a it's a muscle that allows you to be a little bit more change agile,
1: and and but I think too from this development piece of it, uh, well, let's go let's let's look in the corporate world which manifests itself out to everyday world and that is there's that in, intelligent quotient. Those are, that's the quotient where we talk about analyzing very technical, uh, knowledge-based tasks. And then there's what they deem is the emotional quotient. And that is what people, and I hate this word because I think it damages it. And I think it, it helps put it to the back burner for people. And sometimes people call emotion quotient activities soft skills. And I think it does its disservice because I believe, in my opinion, that's one of the first skills or development areas people put to the side uh, when things get busy. And just so people know what that skills is, so I can share, I thought I'd read a few of them to you. That's communication, teamwork, critical thinking. Leadership is considered a soft skill. I think, personally, that's insane. Uh, Stress management, problem-solving, relating to people adaptability, time management, if those are soft skills, I'd love to see what people define as really hard skills. And I know when they're saying soft, they don't mean it literally bud, but I do believe that does a disservice to it because people sometimes ask me, well, what should we be developing? Uh, You talk to companies all the time or what are other people doing? And I said, every situation's different. Everybody's different. And that's really what the discovery part of our conversation is, is we have to really find what's important to you, what can help your organization, what can help your people and your team, getting back to your definition, progress. And then once we uncover that, if we all can come together and agree that this is important and it will help, and then we get the team and the employees to agree, the sky's the limit not only for the development, but for the organization. And then we move on to the next area, whatever that might be. So I know I jumped in there, Bud, but I had to get that in there because it just popped in my brain when you were saying that. And that leads us to our next question. And this one is a biggie. What's holding all of us back at times? What stops us? Because I don't know if anyone would sit across from me and say, hey, Bud, hey, Dave, I don't believe in development. I'm good. Everything's perfect, and uh, I don't need to get any better at anything. I'm rolling. So, what's holding people back? I mentioned time, so you can't throw that one out there already, but I said time, that's one of the objections we'll get. What else is holding people back from your perspective? I think I have a few in my head, too. I think it's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a big one.
2: Because um, you do have to be very introspective for it to be meaningful. Because mm-hmm. um, if you, and it's also, Uh, In exercise, Uh, I'll give you the example, if you're on the treadmill and you're barely breaking a sweat for 30 minutes, you can pretend that you've helped yourself as much. There's some evidence that, and I love this just because of the time thing, and I'm more of a sprinter than a marathon runner anyway, but these four-minute Tabatas where you work as hard as you can for 20 seconds and then rest for 10 seconds has more health benefits than a 30-minute conversational breath jog.
1: Oh, I believe that. I mean, I'm a believer in Tabata. But it's body. painful. I, it, it, it,
2: yes. it, I mean, you really <laughs> yes. have to push yourself. So it's really hard to do that. Yes. And people don't necessarily want to undergo that. I do think time is a big one. Uh, it is very hard to find the time. There are always a thousand things pushing you that are maybe more comfortable to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think some of it is just, it's, it's hard to do this stuff. It takes some sacrifice. Can I challenge that one, bud? The time one?
1: Even, I know I brought it up originally, now you brought it. Uh, can I throw it out there? How about this? What's the risk if we don't make time for our own development personally and professionally? I think about my own journey, and we've talked about me starting my own business for years and doing a podcast and writing a book, which I'm doing that now as well. And I, I, time is never on my side. And then finally, at some point, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put this time challenge aside, and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. What's the risk, bud, if we don't put time? And I know that's a bigger change than what I did. That's not a great example. But for somebody out there who potentially wants to do something else at work at some point, or somebody who wants to uh, change their organization, in their department or for somebody who wants to change potentially their diet or the way their health is going, what's the risk if they don't take
2: time for that Bud? I think the unhappiness, unfulfillment, right, regret. They get older and they look back and they wish they had done something different, tried something differently, put themselves out there. So this time piece, I want to make sure I acknowledge it because
1: in Win the 16, we say, hey, time is real. And we have to acknowledge that with people. It's tough out there. And a lot of us are getting pulled in many different ways. The other piece of it, if it's important, we'll make time for it. It's just how do you fit it in? And if people take anything away from today's podcast, I sure hope they not only... Look at their mindset in terms of development, is there an opportunity, but secondly, how can I make time? Where can I fit in so I can develop myself and then use other people for it? I think a couple of the other things holding people back change agility they don't know they don't they don't know how to do it as well as they're comfortable they're good with where they're at. The other one is you mentioned it mental toughness it's hard doing the tabata that is really hard four minutes tabata it's much easier to get on the elliptical or the bike and bike for 30 to 40 minutes than it is to do a four minute tabata. And, and
2: call a friend <laughs> exactly
1: I, I mean so there's a lot that's holding us back but now let's talk about the last question what's the win if you do all this And that is fulfillment. That's potentially changing your career, changing relationships, changing how you feel, changing your health. I mean, these are big things where just some development here or development there or taking... You and I have talked about this and I'm stealing this. I have to give you total credit because neither are big golfers, but you bring up Tiger Woods and how he... Develop not development. He was already an amazing golfer, and he's working on his swing. He actually changed his swing, and this is Tiger Woods at the time, who's one of the greatest golfers in the world, who's spending time on what, on his strength, on his swing to make it even better. So you might want to touch on that because you're the one who brought it up. But I just thought, what an example of
2: development in, in someone who's got who's really good at something. It's funny, I always refer back to the Tiger Woods story because I happen to be reading an article about him and his swing coach. Um, And he may have been changing his swing coach or just working with the swing coach. And it just struck me um, when someone, when my CEO at the time proposed my getting a business coach to help me. um, And I was like, wow, here's the greatest golfer in my lifetime, maybe ever. And he has a coach Hmm. to help him um I'm not the greatest CMO I've never done it maybe I could use a coach so it was kind of easy so right. if the greatest can use coaches and use and have coaches and it was almost like a light bulb for me in medicine because it was the first time I'd heard of a physician hiring a coach um and medicine needs help physicians need help coaching um they're leaders although we're not all natural born leaders but by the title and the 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 degree People look to us as leaders Um, and medicine would be further along if we had all hired coaches to help us continually explore our potential. The good ones would be even better. The great ones would be off the charts uh, and the ones who are less so would be even more. And that would be wins for everybody. So I'm a huge believer in coaching.
1: Uh, But in corporate America over the years, I've been in it for over 30 years and we've gotten better at it. I don't necessarily know if, if if everyone is perfect at it, though, we used to generally speaking, generally, we would the best salespeople, the best producer performers, they were our future leaders. In a, a lot of times, there were a few things built in uh, to ensure that they would be good leaders. But basically, if you were really good and you were a high performer you would probably, if you really wanted it, you were gonna become a manager at some point if that's what you wanted to do and be a leader. And I look back, that's great that he or she were great performers, but that does not mean they're gonna be a great leader. They might know how to sell it, but do they know how to lead people? Do they have the soft skills, the communication, the ability to be empathetic and listen? And to put together development plans, get buy-in from their teams, create a culture—that is totally different skill set than being the best salesperson. So I just want you to say, when you say when you had mentioned us doctors, same thing in corporate America. Now I do believe there's a lot, a lot more steps that have been put in place in the last ten years, uh, at least from my experience. Uh, but still, there. there there are still some things that go on sometimes. Just because someone's really good at something doesn't mean now they can go and put the leadership hat on. So I just thought I would say that. So, Bud, the time went by fast, like it always does. Before I sign us off, uh, anything you wanna finish
2: on before uh, we sign off today? Just leave it on pause. Medicine is catching up to corporate America in that front. I, I do have some friends at other academic places Um, That part of their hiring uh, package is a development plan uh, where they hire professional development coaches for the physicians. Um, That, to me, is only a positive. Yes, Um, absolutely. I also want to note that the soft so-called skills are are our skills, Um, things that can be taught, (laughs) trained. Um, There's tremendous, tremendous amounts of research, papers, thoughts. Um, in the behavioral psychology, behavioral economics, um, uh, social sociology, social psychology work about how to improve these skills. Um, And it's a great example of how a coach or development leader a trainer can help leaders develop those. There are classes on empathy. So even if you're not a particularly empathetic person, you can get better at it. It's Mm. that mindset. It's that growth mindset. It's who I am today isn't doesn't mean that that's who I will be tomorrow uh, that you can develop. There are classes on communication skills, classes on listening skills. There are things you can do as leaders to change these. And it doesn't have to be leaders. We're talking about CEOs. It can be really anybody in a structure, an organization that has people that report to them or is trying to move up the food chain uh, at their work that are trying to become leaders. Uh, And that's where I think the coaching is very helpful um, for people because they can help direct you, guide you. It's almost like when we were kids having a teacher in the classroom.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you, but is there anything more powerful when you have leadership within the ranks of a team when it's somebody without the title? It is amazing for an organization, a team. I'm sure it's the same way in a hospital. When somebody exudes leadership, the whole organization, the whole team sees it and it, they have no title. They just exude leadership and they help. It's just amazing. So I just have two things today. One is our desire, Bud and our hope is that today when you all listen to this conversation on development, we hope you walk away and you picked up an idea or something that you can, enact for your own personal and professional life, if you're an individual, Um, looking at your own self. If you are a business owner, leader, manager, CEO, executive out there, the hope today is you were able to see development from a perspective of, everybody wants to get developed, they just might need some help from someone like you in your position. And hopefully today, everyone heard our conversation on this. And maybe it sparked some other ideas even better, which that's awesome. So our next podcast will be November 30th. From here on in, our podcasts will be every other week. And they will be dropped on Wednesday mornings. So from Bud and I, both of us, we want to thank you all for listening truly wish you and your families the happiest of happy Thanksgivings. We all have so much we're thankful for, and I'm sure you all do too. So please all happy Thanksgiving and win the 16.
0: Thank you for listening to the win the 16 podcast presented by Pygon One. Please follow us on Spotify or Apple podcast. Episodes will be released every other Wednesday at 7am Central Time. Thank you and go win the 16.